1: Who is the one free agent the Cowboys should sign before training camp begins? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Locked On. Locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to get a second day of questions in. It's a rare
0: treat. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I'm excited to see where, where this conversation takes us. It usually takes us in, in a route where you're having to admit some sort of uh, value for running backs that you don't want to admit. Uh, and and oh, as, as, as has been pointed out by folks on Twitter, that uh, somehow I have some sort of magical power to get you to talk about the value of running backs.
1: No, you don't. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Just go listen to no. yesterday's show. We, we talked about... <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott Tony Pollard, for about 10 minutes on what the Cowboys should do in 2023. I don't think we said anything all that surprising, but no, I think, no. I think some other people, did. uh, all right, let's, <laughs> let's jump into your Twitter questions. A couple of people wanted to, to know, Lane, there's one free agent out there that's still available that you would like to see the Cowboys sign before camp begins. Who is it?
0: You know, I, 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 I for the sake of the argue, for the sake of the question, I'm certainly going to answer it. But I would say that I don't know. If there's anyone that needs to be signed before training camp simply because when you look at who's out there, it's kind of that class of free agent that a probably doesn't want to play in, 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 yeah. at all yeah. in training camp, and b, you know, I think the kind of guys that we want to bring in are, you know, wide receivers. I'm sure we mm-hmm. can talk about some defensive names, a, a couple spots, maybe a tight end. Uh, but I think that. Uh, I think for the and maybe you know maybe a swing tackle. I think for the most part, the kind of folks that you're talking about are folks that you're going to sign after you kind of get a look at what you have in house first, right? So, if we're going to do this, if we're going to go this route, though, I would say that it probably would be wide receiver. I mean, it probably would be uh, one of the. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Will Fuller, Julio Jones, you know, types of – even though those are three kind of different guys, I think that, you know, if you're talking about just adding talent to your team before training camp, some of those guys kind of are are some of the people that I think just sort of stick out from the list
1: to me. Let let me read the receivers that are available, and you just gave me yes or no on some of these. Uh, Odell Mm -hmm. Beckham. I don't see Oda
0: I would say yes, generally, but the problem is, is that we don't even know when he's going to
1: be available. Like it, it and, doesn't and frankly, seem like it lines up with what they need because of Gallup being out, right? Yeah, exactly. I think I think it's redundant by the time
0: that Gallup get back. I mean, I don't know that that they're same player, but still, it's like the issue is more immediate. So you, can't, it's hard to sign a guy who's already injured. Julio Jones. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, you know, I think he's. you would like to have that kind of caliber to draw away some att- attention for the rest of, the, of your offense. I, again, I think I would point to the idea that, I don't know, that Julio Jones wants to come in and, and do a bunch of training camp uh, right now. But but maybe he does, and maybe the Cowboys are interested. I would be interested. I think the price has to be right because he is still 33 years old, and
1: uh, I know that you want to hold on to some of that money to roll over to next year to sign some of your guys. A couple more just really quickly. Antonio Brown, no. No. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders? maybe 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 yeah maybe cole beasley no probably not uh yeah will fuller that's that's the one for me there's a couple other receivers out there but that's that's kind of the list like willie sneed uh deshaun jackson i I think i think you know jackson will never sign with the cowboys
0: i mean his mother literally told me that on twitter one time uh i i i I think the reason that someone like T.Y. T- Hilton and, and Will Fuller and, and to some degree even Emmanuel Sanders seems to be more appealing for us is that it's not just adding another veteran body. You know, It's it's a, it, they add a dimension that you may not have as much of in speed, you know. So I think that there's some value to that, uh, some value to uh, adding, you know, that kind of element to it. And then with Julio Jones, I mean, it's just – I mean, he's still Julio Jones. He's 33 years old. He's not quite the player that he was, but I think that there's just an immense amount of talent. But I, I think with T.Y. Hilton, Sanders, Fuller, there makes schematic sense in signing those guys because, again, they add an element to your mm-hmm. offense, uh, your wide receiver that you don't necessarily have.
1: I would say, like, with with even Fuller and Sanders, like, those guys have very different roles, and you're signing them for different purposes. Like, if you're yeah. signing Emmanuel Sanders, I think it's because you want to have a – competent wide receiver through three or maybe even a wide receiver too early in the season that can run routes and get open. If you're signing Will Fuller, it's because you think he can be a part-time player that has a very specific role. Those are very two very different things, at least in my opinion. Fuller fills one spot where Sanders is more of a longer term option if Jalen Tolbert struggles or no none of the other receivers step up or if Michael Gallup's going to be out more than three or four games. That's when I think you go get somebody like Sanders. But I would like to see the Cowboys sign Will Fuller because he's still pretty young. He's only 28 years old. He just turned 28 in April. He's still a really effective down-the-field receiver. And it's not like he missed a lot of time last year because of a torn ACL or an Achilles injury. He had a finger injury that uh, cost him a lot of the season. I, I think I think he's fine to go this year. I, I would sign him now and get a connection going with him and Dak before we get to the regular season.
0: Yeah, I th- I I guess I, I tend to agree with you on on the Sanders Fuller line of delineation there. I would just add that I think generally my thought process is that they're gonna be they're gonna have one role pre Gallup returning and then another role
1: post Gallup returning. Correct. Right? And that's that's and, probably the point I was trying to make. Yes.
0: And that's where I think the separation between the two is right. Is that you know once you've got Gallup. Uh, I think you use Fuller some, but I think he is kind of a, uh, not a gadget player, but a guy that you're, you know, kind of putting in there specifically. He's to a complimentary speed. player, right? Yeah, a complimentary player. And, and I think for, you, for Sanders, you know, I think that, you know, Sanders would be your James Washington just replacement. Like just cut James Washington, you know, if, yeah. if he plays yeah. well and 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 the second half of the season comes in and you just don't need the, as many bodies. So, uh, yeah, I th- I do think there are some, some differences there. There's some differences in all these guys, but I do think that the thing to really look at is what is their gonna, role going to be before Gallup gives back and, uh, and
1: what's their role going to be afterwards? Uh, just really quickly on some of these other free agents, there's a bunch of offensive tackles out there now. That's one I, I certainly don't see the Cowboys making a move on before training camp. Uh, no. There's really just no interest in going out and getting – a Jason Peters or an Eric Fisher or a Dwayne Brown now, right? Like, you only sign those guys if you need them to start week one, right? And and also, you know, I mean, look – I mean, can you give me the list? Like, keep going sure. down that list. Who else is there? Who else yeah, is there? Yeah, Daryl Williams, Eric Fisher, Dwayne Brown, Riley Reeve Bobby Massey, Jason Peters, Brandon Shell, Tyrell Crosby. Those are all guys the- that –
0: those, those are all guys that could play some snaps for you. Those are all guys that if you yeah. needed to get through a game with one of those guys playing tackle for you, you could do it and, and it'd be okay. The point being that you just listed, I don't know, six or seven guys. They're all still available. Uh, that's not really probably changing too much. I mean, it, no. it, some of them will go, but a lot of those guys will be available probably all the way up until the regular season. So uh, I, none of those guys necessarily need to come in and, and take training camp reps, especially when you have – Three young tackles that you want to get reps, and then another guy that is, can play tackle that you want to get reps. So uh, I think that that's likely the route they'll go. If it gets to the point where they realize they don't have what they need, then you go out and you look at a Daryl Williams. Then you go out and look mm-hmm. at uh, some of Crosby or some of these other guys, up Peters if he still has anything left, and 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 see what you can get out of them because you know those are that's your fallback plan, and, and you you'd rather have a young guy that you feel like is on the cusp. And that yep. a couple more snaps would kind of really accelerate their growth. And that you, I think again also, too, clearly, they're trying to do a left side, right side thing. Yeah. I don't know that they're looking yeah. to go out and try to find a, a, a single solution for backup offensive tackle anymore. Right. I think it's more about having guard tackles who play on the left and right side.
1: A couple free agents again, just quick yes or no. Um what about Anthony Barr?
0: Yes. I mean, just I simply because he adds an element that's different, right? Dante Hightower. That would depend on the price, I think, very yeah. much. But I have interested if you want, if, if that works out, yes.
1: Yeah. Eddie Goldman. <sighs> yes.
0: Uh, maybe. Again, all this is price based because I, yeah, I'm not yeah, paying a yeah. bunch of money for any of these guys. So uh, I, I got to say, keep my powder dry for, for next year for sure.
1: Okay. Uh, the Dominican Sioux is the only other one that people wanted to know about. That's too pricey, man. And I just don't know. <laughs> It's just volatile. I I, I thought he I looked I don't want to say washed, but it was pretty clear he's a declining player at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm good. I, yeah, I think I'm good. I, I don't know, you
0: know, it's hard to it's hard to get a real read on on what what that guy's like in the locker room too.
1: And I'm know, not so. quite sure he's the best fit in a Dan Quinn defense that wants to be multiple and play some five techniques and some nose tackles. I you want I, to move I've, those guys around,
0: and he's he may not want to do that. So he you might need guys
1: who are willing to kind of be flexible and do whatever. So that may not be in, in dark All right, let's tell you guys about Built Bar and their brand new product they have out right now. You guys have probably tried my favorite, the coconut brownie chunk Built Bar before, but they've got a new one. It's coconut brownie chunk, the puffs treatment. It's absolutely fantastic. All Built Bars are made with color, uh, collagen protein, which helps your body absorb more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that taste, uh, tastes good and is good for you. So in only 150 calories, 19 grams of protein, absolutely fantastic. Delicious coconut-rich sweet brownie and creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing and get to Built.com right now to order your box of coconut brownie chunk-built puffs. I get Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. You have promo code LOCK15 to get your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: All right, Lana, let's get to some more of these questions. Uh, a, a lot of people want to know, uh, and this is a, a really good question from, uh, I lost it. Uh, it's at Fully Tag. What's the narrative around Dak and his future with the Cowboys if the Cowboys miss the playoffs this year? Let's say he stays healthy 16, 17 games, and they go eight and nine and they miss the playoffs. Are we starting to have concerns now about is Dak the right guy for the future of this team? Or is that a conversation for way down the road? I think it really depends on, you know, how that all
0: unfolds. Um, Obviously I'd have to say that if, if Dak stays healthy for 16 games and they only win eight or nine games uh, that he didn't play very well, you know? So I would say that in this hypothetical situation where Dak isn't playing very well, then yeah, I I think it's, it's reasonable to question his future um but i also think that you know i haven't seen anything that's approaching that yet you know to the point where i'm like ready or wanting to get rid of dak i I think that you know i feel like i've heard a lot of kind of unnecessary dak slander this offseason from from cowboys folks when you know it just seems like taking shots for i I think cowboy fans are getting impatient right yeah. I, I don't know, man. I I think when you have a healthy Dak, he's been pretty outstanding. So, and I, and I, I can, I guess I can understand some concern about will he kind of have a problem getting, you know, staying healthy, but I actually don't even have too much concern there, I guess, you know, I don't know. I don't view him as injury prone. I, I view him as having like a series of injuries that kind of all played yeah. into each other. Uh, But I, I think, you know, a year away from that will help. So I, I would assume that, that that is that 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 would be the conversation and I'm going to assume that if the Cowboys go 8 and 9 and, Cal- and Dak plays all 16 games that something tor- terrible didn't go right uh but I, it's hard to kind of hypothesize because we just haven't seen a yeah. Dak like that so bad that it would be a, an
1: 8 or 9 win, you know, sort of season. So really quickly, in the last two full seasons that Dak has played, 2019, 33 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Cowboys said the number one ranked offense in the NFL. 2021, 38 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. The Cowboys had the number one ranked offense in the NFL. You're not getting rid of a quarterback that consistently (laughs) makes you the number one offense in the NFL when he's healthy. You're not doing that. Now, would would there be some questions about, hey, is he a top 10 quarterback? Is he closer to the Kirk Cousins range of quarterbacks where he can put up big stats in the regular season, but maybe not the guy to get you over the hump? I think those kind of conversations would start to pop up more if the Cowboys like just missed the playoffs entirely. But any talk about the Cowboys moving on or thinking about trading him or anything like that just seems silly, right? You, you don't even have that conversation unless Dak puts together multiple subpar seasons, And we just haven't seen one yet from him since the start of 2017. Like, that's the last time – or the end of 2017. That's the last time we've seen a subpar Dak Prescott. These are Cowboys fans who
0: became Cowboys fans after, I would say, 2004, 2005, who don't remember – who don't remember what it was like. Why? I mean – you don't get rid of a top 10 quarterback. Like, I mean, I think you can argue what you want, but I think that I think Dak is firmly in the top 10 of quarterbacks. And, and I think that people are just, I understand people's impatience. I understand people are upset, but I I think, you know, people also need to realize that they make bad decisions. People make bad decisions when they're upset (laughs) and people make bad hot takes when they're upset. And I, and I think that, you know, look, Dak Prescott has been incredible when he's been healthy Uh, I'm not just throwing that away for unknown in the future, especially since, like I said, I was around for the year 2000. I was around for the year 1999. (laughs) I was around for
1: 2001 and 2002. Yeah, I I mean, if if something were to happen with the Cowboys don't make the playoffs that they have a losing season, unless Dak is so bad that he looks just completely different you make changes elsewhere, right? You maybe you yeah. change the head coach or you change the offensive coordinator or you change the coaching staff or you change the entire offense altogether. But again, you would need to see multiple seasons of Dak's like pass rating being in the low nineties or high eighties before you even consider moving on. But I'd have I'd have to see Dak play in a way that I have not seen him
0: play professionally. He has yeah. not played poorly enough at any point in his career to be removed from his job, as far as I'm concerned.
1: The only the only say so. is the end of the 2017 season is the only time where it was a little shaky, but that's the only time. Well, that was a long time ago. That was Dak's second year, so I, I, it just doesn't seem very likely that we get there. But uh, different question. Who was your favorite quarterback from like the 2000s, early two thousands? Were you a were you a Chad Hutchinson guy or a Anthony Clint, guy. You Clint know, Sterner guy? Clint Sterner, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, listen, I, I I like Clint Sterner for a little bit. I own some Clint Sterner stock. He was an Arkansas guy, right? I believe I,
0: so. I, I, I think if I remember correctly, I was a big Clint Sterner fan because my high school quarterback, the guy that played quarterback for us in high school, was his backup at Arkansas, and so I I just had. Uh, an affinity of watching from watching him in college and, and knowing that he uh, you know was behind or he started above the guy that started us and played for us in high school. So I, I, maybe him, but I mean all, honestly, all of them are so bad that like none of them are fun. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. It's- well, I
1: I will say that it was 2001. He came in and I, I remember this very specific or vividly. He came in against the Eagles in 2001, week three. Threw two touchdowns late in the game that was a blowout. And I was kind of excited. So, a couple of weeks later, he started against the Cardinals and they won that game. He didn't play particularly well, but they won. And Clint Sterner was the quarterback. So, I was all excited. Next week, they play the Giants. He goes 13 of 23 for 177 yards, one touchdown and four interceptions.
2: Yeah, and never right. played. <laughs> that sounds right.
0: Yeah, that's that's the Clint Sterner I remember. Uh, you know, honestly, all those names like are uh, a flash. I mean, the Chad Hutchinson's, the Clint Sterners, the, the – Drew Henson. Uh, the Drew – I was going to say, who was the Yankees kid, the Drew Henson. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, and, you know, really, the, the, the it was so bad that, you know, uh, Quincy was Quincy Carter was, was like was like a huge breath of oh, the fresh no air, air was like how, the future how, how, how of the franchise I was
2: yeah <laughs> Quincy's
1: 2003 season oh so good so good <laughs> He yeah. was he had 17 was... touchdowns and 21 interceptions by the way but he was <laughs> that was
0: like that was amazing to us at the time. So every time you guys think about whether or not we should get rid of Dak, you just remember how happy we were to have Quincy Carter when we had Quincy Carter. So that's what being a quarterback hell is. Look, you know, look what's happening. We've got the US Open making fun of the Seattle Seahawks right now, guys. <laughs> Do you want to be part of that? Do you want to no. get dunked on by no. the US Open Twitter account? No. Give me Dak. We'll keep Dak.
1: Do you remember Quincy's great throw that he had in the end zone against Carolina to Antonio Bryant to to win that game? I, I yeah,
0: I mean, I remember Carter to Bryant.
1: I, I definitely, you know, those guys were. <laughs> How about the Giants Again. game on uh, on Monday Night Football? The the Billy Kundef game? Yes, um,
0: yes, yes. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, you know,
1: see, the, those are like the peak Cowboy seasons for me as like an eleven-year-old. I was so excited when the Cowboys got Quincy Carter. It was, it was so much fun.
0: Uh, I mean, listen, real quick, if you guys want to know the difference between Marcus and I's Cowboys <laughs> fandom, when Marcus was eleven years old, he was dealing with the Quincy Carter era. Uh, uh you know. Dallas Cowboys when I was 11 years old I was dealing with Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith so yeah. that just shows you the difference in the generations between Cowboys fans if, if anything else does
1: yeah that's why I'm very appreciative that's why you're pessimistic not, and I'm optimistic yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well that as yeah. well yeah uh,
0: we can we right, can all agree though that we want to keep Dak both of those perspectives have taught us that we want to
1: keep yes Dak. oh my yeah. gosh yeah because if you have a competent quarterback you need to get a significant surefire thing to, to move on from him because having yeah, exactly. even a top 15 quarterback is insanely value a uh, valuable
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, let's get to some more questions. This one from Zach. Do you think the Cowboys can have a top five defense this year?
0: Yeah, I think it's certainly possible. I mean, look, regression's a real thing, and it's extremely difficult to kind of keep uh a high level of defense going especially mm. the turnover rate the turnover rate they had last year is not sustainable and and don't think that it will be uh but that doesn't mean that you can't improve in other areas i mean that, that's the thing that is kind of counteracting a lot of the regression I, I i'm hoping is that you have an incredibly young defense that will also be improving as you know from their first years i mean you had what was it 11 guys on defense that you drafted mm-hmm. that that are all going into a second year and and, and on top of that, you know, some of the superstars on your defense are still really young and still really growing as players. So mm-hmm. I I think it's certainly within the realm of possibility, especially when you look at the strength of schedule that the Cowboys are playing, which I think plays a huge factor there. It's not a strong schedule. The Cowboys have talent there. They, they are have <coughs> a returning defensive coordinator for the first time in five years, uh, yeah, four years. Forever. Yeah. And, yeah. So I, I think that that all that can add up to uh, certainly a possibility that they're a top five defense. I'm not expecting it necessarily, but I think it's certainly within the realm of of outcomes that the Cowboys could do that. And and I think they're certainly counting on the Cowboys defense on being very, very good this year.
1: Yeah. And they can get better, like in certain little parts of the game, like their run defense, like they were allowing four and a half yards per carry last year if they can just tighten that up a little bit and get it to 4.3 or even 4.4, I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but little tiny edges like in those kind of spots, if they can cut down on the number of first downs they allowed because of penalties, which was, I mean, ridiculous last year, the, the Raiders game was an example of that. I think they had like nine defensive penalties that led to first downs. You just clean up some of those and become more middle of the pack. And you have a high turnover rate. Not You're not going to lead the league in turnovers. It's just not going to happen. Hmm. But if you can stay relatively high up there, sure. Why not? This defense is very talented with one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. And they've got the potential to have at least one superstar, if not three, on defense. Right? Trevon Diggs continues to play well. DeMarcus Lawrence stays healthy. And you've got Michael Parsons. Those three guys alone can lead you to a top five defense in the league.
0: Yeah. And then you add in guys that you expect to take a step like Gallimore and, uh, Odigizua, And you, know, you, you've got guys that are talented that are going to be coming in this year that you didn't have last year, like Cox and, um, late Vanderesh with another year to kind of, you know, maybe at least place a little bit better football. And, 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 you know, I think again, uh, uh, a year, a, a year of continuity for someone like Anthony Brown and and Jordan Lewis, who showed you something last year when they were able to play in that mm-hmm. system. So, uh, and, you know, like we mentioned, all those other younger guys, you know, hooker playing a, a more pronounced role, all these, you know, have the opportunity to kind of counteract some of the obvious regression that's going to happen just numbers wise with the, with the, uh, you know, with the turnover ratio. So I, I, I have, I have a uh, uh, confidence that the Cowboys defense is going to be good. I think, you know, regression is what you're concerned about, but I think no matter what, they should be a pretty
1: solid to very good defense. Uh, don't disagree at all. Uh, all right. Last one. This is a kind of a fun, silly one from Gorn. He uh-huh. wants to know we are officially in best shape season. Oh yeah. As such. Yeah. Who was the first player you remember who helped shape your best shape of his life, Citizen? Uh, for me it was Bill Parcell's amping up <laughs> Petiti in his second season, which I, I remember that very well. Pit offensive tackle. Uh any any other ones that you could think of? I don't know why, but my
0: brain goes back to T
1: O. You know, yeah, like, I, I,
0: because, like, they constantly talk, oh, he's just in great shape. He's just, you know, well, that's what T.O. does. Like, that's a T.O. T.O.'s, like, you know, the, the guy who does sit, sit-ups in the, in on the yeah. on the driveway, you know? So I, I remember that era kind of uh, being the beginning of that, right? Like, you know, where, where you start, they started hyping up kind of best shape of their life sort of uh, situations that, you know, it's like, that, you know that era of like the early 2000s mid2000s you know kind of section that's when guys i mean guys were, were working out full time like yeah, all, all season yeah. long i mean i think you you started that 90s cowboys team i mean they were kind they were like that a little bit but that was kind of the e- end of the era of needing to get guys into shape to play the season mm-hmm.
1: right like this is something now professional football players just stay in shape so they don't have to get in shape now I mean, because it's me, I think of the opposite. I think of the guys that are in the worst shape of their life seasons. Tony if Romo. We, <laughs> I mean, we bullied some of these guys on Twitter. Tony Romo is a great one. Remember, there was the picture. Don't, that, wait,
0: don't don't include me in this. Okay, this is i bullied you people, this. people on
1: Twitter. John Ma showed up. You know, the one picture of Romo jogging yeah. where his jersey was you know kind of had some air in it and made him look a little <laughs> a little chubby, right? uh machona
0: DeMarcus- machona deserves some of the play but he doesn't get any of it because you're the one who actually said the words i think we're all knew that john took that picture for that reason but i think that you're the one who kind
1: of put the button on the fact yeah.
0: that Romo looked a little round yeah
1: demarcus lawrence uh the year after his back surgery right you remember that one that uh, was a that was a very yeah. famous one I- I, again, I remember you talking about it. I don't remember how big or not being DeMarcus
0: Lawrence was. Ezekiel
1: Elliott, 2017, after all the stuff that was going on off the field. That's one that I remember very vividly. And then a non-Cowboys one, I remember Calvin Benjamin uh, oh, running yeah. out of the field I mean... during training camps. And that one might have got him cut, I potentially. So we see it every once in a while. We'll have it this year. There'll be somebody. There always is. There'll be somebody who comes in. A little heavy, a little you know, a little fluffy around the midsection that I cannot wait to talk about on Twitter.
0: It's going to be me. I mean, let me, let me just go ahead and clear it up. I, I'm going uh, into training camp a
1: little fluffy in the middle, so you, you honestly don't it. see that very much anymore, right? It's no. very rare to have somebody come into training camp out of shape because a couple of things. I, they don't want to be bullied online, honestly. Like that's a that's a big thing is they don't want to see their picture on Twitter and be trending all day because. People think Marcus is vicious, guys. He's yes. vicious. Number two. <laughs> you don't,
0: you don't <laughs> want to see Marcus in these Twitter streets. The second is counts. a lot of
1: these guys have workout bonuses or their yeah. contracts are tied to their playing weight or how many you know weight room visits they have. So it's just not all that common to see it. But it's still kind of funny when it does.
0: Yeah. It is, especially when, it, you know, often sometimes it like, you know, half of the things you just mentioned were just bad picture angles yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> or the wind yeah. hitting his Jersey in such a way or having a rib guard that was unbuckled or something yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah it's, it, it always angles with, 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 yeah, exactly. With every, uh, with every uh, best shape of their life season, there's also the, best shape of their life
1: season i will say the guy that i this year that i've already seen who looks like in fantastic shape is demarcus lawrence he oh, looks yeah lawrence thin and lean he
0: looks yeah, good he does he looks he looks like he's in really really good shape again we talked about it, like a, a year without having to
1: do surgery yeah. you know, of any kind really can help doesn't it well and plus i mean as these defensive ends age the better yeah. strategy rather than bulking up to kind of last year of the season is to get slimmer and stay mm-hmm. quick. And I think that's the right way for DeMarcus Lawrence to go. And I'm, I fully expect him to have a really good season. I still think he's only like 30. Um, yes. He was fantastic last year when he was on the field, even coming back from the broken foot. Yeah. I expect him to be phenomenal this season. I All mean, right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for making locked on Cowboys. Your first listen today. Now, make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast, where our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Check out the Locked On NFL Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, all the same places that you download the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Check us out on YouTube, how we post shows there every single day. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB.